What a great reminder. Thank you, Candace. Thank you, choir. Thank you, musicians, for reminding us and encouraging us to that we want to be where he is for his glory. Thank God again for this opportunity to greet you in the name of the one who is, who was, and who is coming again, Jesus the Christ. As we embark now on a series in the book of Revelation, I pray that you have joined us or been joining us in our Bible study in which it has been extremely rich. And I want to invite you to uh, participate and be a part of the study as it goes forward. And for this Lenten time, this Lenten period, Pastor and I will be preaching from the book of Revelation. And so I'm excited and I hope that you are as excited too. Just as a caveat before I start preaching, I want to thank um, again Miss Blackman. She was so, so passionate about uh, her connectedness to this church and so she wanted me to make sure, Pastor, you knew that her story, the journey that was expressed, um, she has just a great esteem for the love of First Church and certainly for Pastor and so um, to hear her passion speak about that, you would we need to appreciate our history. She is our history. And so I want to say that and ask that you would just join me in a word of prayer. God, we are so grateful for what we have experienced thus far in this worship. We pray that it has been pleasing unto you. So here we stand, Lord, looking for a fresh anointing. I am simply ordained dust, but all that I am and all that I am not is available unto you. So use us for your service, preacher and people, people and preacher, that the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts may be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Don't lose your first love. The book of Revelation is a book that's often quoted. And God shall wipe away every tear from your eyes. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from heaven. Behold, I make all things new. In the book of Revelation, we we hear the words, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Jesus describes himself as the beginning and the end. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will sup together. In the book of Revelation, we hear the prophecies Uh, uh, quoted and we quote them and, and, and as great as those quotes are I don't recall hearing anyone who says that the book of Revelation is their favorite book They'll say uh, Genesis. They'll talk about the Gospels. They'll talk about Philippians. And, and, but, but I don't know, and, and I might be limited, I don't know anyone who's ever said my favorite book of the Bible is Revelation. Certainly those quotes may be there, and, and they hit those quotes, but it's, I don't think that Revelation makes the top ten list because of all the 
the, the graphic imagery that's there. I believe that it fails to climb the charts of biblical books because in the book of Revelation, we are faced with truths and issues as individuals and certainly as uh, uh, the institute called the church. And, and we, don't, we are faced with some of these issues and concerns that we don't necessarily want to deal with. In the book of Revelation, we find the words of Jesus directed to seven churches in Asia Minor, but those words are also directed to us. The first church, or first church, no pun intended, uh, uh, is the church at Ephesus. Jesus, through John the Revelator, speaks to the church, and he says to the church at Ephesus, he says, I know your works, your toil, and your patient Endurance. I know that you cannot tolerate evildoers. You've tested those who claim to be apostles and found them false. I know that you're enduring patiently. Jesus gives them the trifecta of compliments. He says, you've got good works, you've got hard work, and unwavering perseverance. I'm sure when the church heard that, it blew their mind. Can you imagine Jesus, the words that, that, they, that John was telling them, look, Jesus has seen you. He's, he's looked at your work, and now he's telling to you that, that he sees your hard work. He sees um, your endurance, that you haven't grown weary. And, and I imagine that there was someone in the crowd who was just, that chest was just blown up with, with pride now that Jesus has spoken that word over them. And, and they didn't hear anything else. Because sometimes you hear something good, and after that you don't hear anything else. And, and they kind of had to be that way because in some ways they were, Ephesus was a city that was so busy. And it was a port city. It was, commerce was important, but, but it also was a, a religious city, not, not necessarily a Christian city. Wouldn't even begin to describe Ephesus as a Christian city. Certainly would say it was a religious city in that uh, there were various faiths and faiths, uh, and and it was famous for its temple um, to Artemis. And Artemis was the uh, the goddess of fertility. It was a city that had open sexual immoralities. This was a city that they were ministering in. And so when they heard that Jesus had seen and talked about their hard work, their endurance, their unwaveringness, they, they, I, I, I just know that they were filled with pride. And Jesus continues the accolades and says, you have endured hardships for my name and you've not grown weary. Man, that must have been some church. I can't, I, Ephesus must have been the church. They, they were being complimented by the Christ. This is the church that Ignatius would write about and say that no heresy has come among you. This was some church, and I imagine that there were some in the crowd, because they were part of that church, thought that they had made it. Because they were part of that church, they, they thought that they were, they were it. Uh, but then Jesus comes and says, but I have this against you. All the wind in their sails. 
you know, eh? but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Wait, what? The church that was all that, they have walked away from their love. The message, Eugene Peterson puts it in, in, in this way. He says, you walked away from your first love. Why? What's going on with you anyway? Do you have any idea how far you have fallen? A Lucifer fall. Whew. Jesus gives them this great compliment. And then he comes back and indicts them. The church that was all that was all that. The hardworking church. The accusation is that they had lost their first love. What a scathing charge. I cannot help but think when I read this and was thinking about the lyrics of the song made famous by Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack. Where is the love? For the Xers and millennials who may not appreciate that, uh, the Black Eyed Peas also came across my radar. And they said, uh, same title, Where is the Love? But they, they, they put it in a different way. Uh, Roberta and, and Donnie were talking about uh, romantic love. But the Black Eyed Peas uh, asked the question, where, where is the love? Father, help us. Send us some guidance from above. Because people got me questioning, where is the love? Berta and Donnie were talking about romantic love. Black Eyed Peas were talking about social love, that, that love, see, uh, because we all remember our first love. You remember your first love? <clears throat> now, for some of you, it may take a little time. You got to go back. But you do remember your first love. Your first love, the first crush you had when you asked your friend to ask her friend uh, if she liked you. Then you would send a, a note that, that had a little box on it, uh, uh, yes, no, and if you just wanted to play it safe, you put a maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that first love, the church, uh, uh, you, you remember that first love. I, I, uh, uh, but, but, but when Jesus says to the church at Ephesus that they've forgotten their first love, he wasn't talking about that puppy love. What, what he was saying that the church forgot who the primary love is who the first, the foremost, who above everything else, above all things, that, that the first love ought to be and should be him. And so the problem with the church at Ephesus is as busy as they were with all the work that we were doing, everything that was going on, they forgot their first love. They forgot about Jesus. Whew. They forgot about Jesus. You see, Sometimes we get caught up in, in the work of stuff and just doing it. And, and you could do it and not realize the why of what you are doing. And, and the, the, the why is so important because when you cherish love, you take care of love. You know that love is important. So if it is important, then you ought to nurture it. Love, love that is important, you cultivate it. The things that you do for love, Al Green was right. Love will make you come home early. Love will make you stay out all night long. 
You, you, you do some incredible things for love because um, uh, you, you stop hanging out at places. Why? Because he didn't like you going there. You, you stop ripping and running. Why? Because she didn't like it. For love, you do all kinds of things. And, and you don't mind doing it. Why? Because you're doing it out of love. You want to impress. You want to keep uh, close. You want to grow closer to the object of your love. So much so that you're willing to take some risks. You're willing to take some chances that you've never taken before. And my question for us today is, when was the last time you did something costly for Jesus? When was the last time you were willing to take a chance for Jesus, that you were willing to put yourself out there, that you were willing to do something that, that you were uncomfortable with, you were willing to stop doing some things and start doing others and, and start doing others and stop doing some other things. Yes, you show up for the routine things, but do you show up and do the daring things for Christ? See, uh, do, do you love him so much that you're willing to make sacrifices for him? Yes, you're here and you're online and, 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 and maybe, just maybe because this is part of your routine. And yes, you're showing up amid uh, a pandemic and, and at home you're tuning in. Certainly you could tune anywhere, but you're choosing to tune in and you say, but, but, but does this become, and this is the danger, does this just become another thing we watch online? Does, does this just become a, another channel that we have on our, our boxes that we flip to, that we switch to? Don't, don't lose your first love. Certainly, we can't be together like we want to be in some ways, but that doesn't stop Christ. That doesn't stop your love of Jesus. That doesn't stop your being in love with Jesus and loving you. You got to be careful. Because if not, you your relationship with Jesus can end up like we see in some loveless marriages. You've seen them, I've seen them. Couples that have been together for decades and yet they are apart. Well, preacher, how are you comparing this romantic kind of love to the love of Christ in the church of Ephesus? You just said they were different. Well, I'm glad you asked. Because you recall the Bible will describe the relationship of the church as the bride of Christ. That our relationship to Jesus is likened to a marriage. And, and that in a marriage you, you make vows and you make commitments and, and you commit yourself, but you just don't leave those vows on the table, that you keep going back to them, that you keep moving forward with them, and that you don't take the other for granted. Here's the problem. We don't, or the problem may come in the fact that we, we, we don't appreciate Jesus. Remember when your first love, and we'll talk about the marriage, you first, when that, that first meal that she prepared for you, no matter how good it was or wasn't, you appreciate the fact that she did that for you. You remember the first time he, he opened the door for you, he did those things, he went outside his way, you appreciated what he did for you. You remember those first times, and you and I are called to remember our first love to Jesus. Remember when you first loved him because you realized he first loved you. 
Well, if that's the case, how do we stay away from that preacher? How do we veer, veer away from that? I, I'm glad you asked. I, I don't have the answer, but verse 5 does. Jesus has the answer. He says, remember then from what you have fallen. Repent and do the works you first did. He says, remember and repent. Remember from what you have fallen. Remember from from where you have fallen back because you've taken for granted. You've come to the communion table and it's just the first Sunday and, and you think nothing about it. So it's just another piece of bread. It's just another drink of wine. Remember what it means. Remember what the sacrifice is about. Remember when you were deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Remember verily deep, staying within, sinking to rise no more. Remember. The master of the sea heard your despairing cry and from the waters lifted you. Now you are safe. Remember, it was love that lifted you. Remember, it it was his love. And he says, repent and do the works you first did. Repent, turn from your wicked ways. Repent, turn away from the things that that has called you. We are on this Lenten journey. The young people we were we were on uh, in hype, and we were talking about things to give up, and and uh, there was some struggling that was going on. So, well, why don't you give this up? Why don't you give that up? And um, one question that was not directly asked, but indirectly asked, that that the thing that we give up, the thing that we um, go through, that it might be something that we might want to continue after Lent. That whatever it is that we are laying aside that it might have been taking up too much of our energy in our space. And maybe, maybe, maybe for the church at Ephesus and maybe for the church today and maybe for you being the church, there are some things that have taken up some space that have occupied your time and distracted you from your first love. Jesus is our first love. Do you remember the reason you fell in love with Jesus? That he was the one who said, I love you despite who you are. I love you despite the fact that you've turned your back on me again and again, but I still love you. Jesus is the one who says that, that, that nothing will separate us from the love Jesus, that, that there is no sin. And, and how wonderful that is to, to, to recall that because let's go back to the marriage conversation and the conversation about there are some things that will ruin a marriage. There's some things that folks will say, that was it, this is my line, I'm not going to go there and, and that's it for me. But with Jesus, he says, remember and return. And when, when, when you remember and you return, you get back that excitement. You get back that fire. You remember the fire you had when you first realized how, how awesome heaven is. And that you would be going to heaven. You, you get back the fire that says that I love the Lord and I want to tell everyone all about him. Folks would say, wait a minute, weren't we just hanging out, drinking this and smoking that? Yeah, but let me tell you about Jesus. I'm so excited that you can't hold my past against me. You can't hold because Jesus has forgiven me. When you realize how forgiven you are, you get excited. And, and I want to remind you, don't lose your first love. Don't forget that excitement. Don't you get 
lost in the mundane of things. Don't you uh, forget that he loves you so much that he gave his son, that his son would give his life for you. Don't lose your love. He says that it doesn't matter, uh, church, uh, how many people attend. If it's just you, then that's more than enough. Because now it's you and I, that's two. The scripture says where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst, that's enough. And, and I'm sure there's more than two and three on this uh, 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 video on today. And so we meet the minimum, but don't you, you, don't you lose your first love. You know what he's done for you. You know how he's cared for you. Don't forget that. Return to his word and realize that, yes, he loves you so much that, that even if the entire world were perfect, even if they got everything right, the rest of the world was perfect, this is how much he loves you. That Christ would still give his life for you. Just for you. Don't lose your first love. Remember, repent, and return. Amen.